Hello, everyone. Hello. Happy Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Heather <laughs> took off her hat. We're here to yes. talk about comics, and yeah, Heather had a heavy week. I, have, I, I had a light week. Heavy as in just like a lot of uh, emotions. <laughs> okay, it's true. So I'm just gonna just gonna jump right in. So I have uh, the misplaced. Oh god. This is chapter one. Um, I don't know how many chapters this is going to be, but this is about uh, two lovers who died together on a shipwreck, of all things. Um, but the the man's spirit is trying to find the woman's in the afterlife. Um, it's really cool uh, because he's kind of going through this version of heaven, trying to find her soul and like not being able to find it and confused why he can't find it has conversations with angels where they're like, just don't, don't fucking touch anything. Just like, leave it alone. <laughs> this is everything you've ever wanted. Just live it. And he's like, no. Angels sound like everybody in my life sometimes. Yeah. That's how I felt when I was reading it. Cause like he would do something he wasn't supposed to do. And these angels would come out of nowhere and be like, dude, what, what the fuck? This is like paradise. What are you doing? And he's <laughs> like, well, my lover isn't here with me. So <laughs> what else am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of begins this journey of traveling through the afterlife, gets kicked out of heaven, I guess, um, because in order to like find her, he has to break a bunch of the rules. Um, and I really enjoyed this. Uh, I did not make it sound very good, but it actually was <laughs> way better than I thought. Uh, Source Point Press has been putting out a lot of stuff that I've been really enjoying. The art is really weird in it, which I discovered that I'm actually really into. All right. Which I feel like a lot of the art for these series is kind of the same, but I like how dark and unclear it is. Um, so yes, this is the misplaced. All right, chapter uh, one. Chapter one. And while we're talking about lovers, this is my other one. This is goth <laughs> young lovers at war. <laughs> Uh, another source point. Press. You know, as you described that book to me, that title does not seem appropriate. Uh, I think it has something to do with the Invisigoths. Okay. I think it's a play on words. <laughs> Whatever that means. Um, I think you know what that word means, or that <laughs> phrase means. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I don't. Um, so this is about uh, a man and a woman who are in love in a, a tribe back in the Roman days because they're fighting Romans. Um, the man is very reckless because he does not get to be with her because uh, she is marrying someone from a neighboring tribe to solidify their tribes. And he's very upset about it. Um, it's narrated by the woman, which I thought was very interesting because the story itself is about the man. So you kind of get to see like her point of view the way she tells it rather than Some like SJW book. Yes. The woman's in the forefront. How dare. <laughs> I don't even know how to react to that. Um, but anyway, he's uh, he's very reckless because he's very upset that they don't get to be together. So he's their best fighter. Every time he goes in, he kind of gets it at his all. Doesn't really think about the consequences of, you know, he could die at any moment, but that's kind of what he wants. And she has to watch this whole thing happen. Um, again, I really enjoyed the art for this one too. Eh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, this is a uh, goth young lovers that war. This is just a one shot, which is cool, but also like not because I want to see what happens to the man at the end because they kind of just left it open ended. Like, is is he gonna die or not? So is that like what's the what's the go to the very oh gosh back again? What's what this? So is this like gonna be a different kind of story about goths? Yeah, I think this is just completely separate because that's there's no one in here unless it's like a, a time travel thing or whatever, like different yeah different lives that they've lived. But I don't think that this <laughs> goth has anything to do with these goths. I. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, this uh, was very satisfying for me. And I'm not going to lie, the only reason I got it originally was because it was called Goth. Yes. They get you. They, that's how they get me. Okay, so a book I don't have handy, but I did read, is called Basket Full of Heads. It's Joe Hill's new book, and the man or the person who's doing the art is Leo Max. I can't tell you much about them. Uh, I, I had to look it up to know, but I can't decide if I actually like this book for the story itself or if I actually just enjoy it for the art because the art really reminds me of some early seventies, just like horror films. And the story itself is kind of, it's about a young woman. Her name is June Branch, but her boyfriend is doing police work. Oof, my dude, are you going to make it? Yeah, I'm going to make it. I'm so gaggy. Uh, Her boyfriend is doing police work in this small town and becomes really close friends with the sheriff. And as they're leaving for for him to go back to school, this whole home invasion thing has been happening with these prisoners who have broken out of jail. And so they're having this big dinner and the prisoners end up breaking in during the dinner and kind of just like killing people. Nice. And she gets a... That wasn't nice. (laughs) (laughs) She gets a hold of this axe, and the axe axe that has magic powers, and when you cut off people's heads with it, their heads survive and can talk. That's that's sick. So it's... I I can't decide. I can't decide what I like about it, and I'm going to have Heather read it so I can have her tell me why I like it. I'll read it tonight. I just need somebody to tell me what I like about it. Okay. I think if somebody's close to me who knows the things I like, you might be able to, like, pinpoint this. This is the reason. Yeah, why exactly you like it? Yeah, why do I Why do I like this book? Okay, I'll read it when I go into work. Okay, then next we have Invisible Kingdom. This is issue number seven. I'm bad. Yeah, this is number seven. Heather has not read this issue. I'm so sorry. She is a little bit behind, but... This just continues the story of the nun and her friends. Vess and Drex. Vess and Drex and Grix and whoever their names are. But they last issue had been caught by some space pirate type deals. And the Grix, the captain of the ship, is kind of, I wouldn't say bending to their will, but kind of seeing their side or it seems like she's working with them. But who knows? We'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. It's still really great. Christian Ward's art still really excellent. G. Willow Wilson. G. Willow Wilson. Killing it. Yeah, the story's really interesting. I really like it. And they also kind of expand more on the idea of, like, the nun 
being so close to Grix, I can't think of the word like what imprinting, I guess. Oh, okay. On on the captain. So like, like Jacob did to Yes. The baby. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just like Jacob did to the baby in Twilight, which was some weird shit that I can't handle. Yeah, dude, we filmed this with Brent Cam. <laughs> anyway, um, so I have this uh, nice little uncanny X-Men facsimile number 266. This is Gambit's entrance. Um, I have not read this yet, um, but I assume since it's been out for a very long time <laughs> that everyone who is anyone knows what happens. Um, but I do, however, want to show you how they draw Gambit's entrance because I love it so much. There it is. Look at that man. How big is his neck? It's big. <laughs> but look at those abs. My neck is thick as fuck and my abs are just like so washboard you can't do anything about it. And his tiny legs. Ugh, come on, dude. Bitch. Gambit. Bitch skips legs 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 days. <laughs> legs days. <laughs> and he holds that cigarette really weird. How many fingers does he have? Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, this is Uncanny X-Men. This is uh, Gambit's nice uh, little entrance i don't if i remember correctly though i don't feel like this is his first appearance i feel like he made an appearance in one of the annuals just like in the background waving yeah i feel like this is his first like issue Issue. like actual issue i i might be wrong though i just assume that like i feel like gambit's first appearance was in an annual from february 1991 that's oddly specific. January or February, nineteen ninety-one. You want to use my phone? And yes. Look this information. Yes. Up? Please okay. look it up because this is going to drive me crazy. Because I feel like this was only a big deal because this was his first issue where he's introduced as an actual character and not just like a background character. No. X Men. Uh, Gambit made his first appearances in. Uncanny X-Men annual number 14th, July 1990. I was close. I was so close. It was an annual in the 90s. <laughs> I got that right. What was the date in 1991, though? Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be bothering me forever, though. Why am I remembering February 1991? <laughs> it's just like Something very, happened. very specific date. Okay, so then I am next. <laughs> Now I'm going to be stressing about that for the rest of my life. What happened in 1991? I'm going to have to call my mom up and have this conversation (laughs) that I don't want to have with her. Uh, So as Heather's having this existential crisis, I'm going to talk about New Mutants, issue number two. And then I also read Fallen Angels, issue number two, and X-Force, issue number two. I would have only been two years old. Like, what is going on? (laughs) And New Mutants, they were arrested in space after being dumped by the star jammers and <laughs> sorry that sounds like a, a whole thing it was a whole thing i sounds the, like a reality show <laughs> it kind of feels like a reality they got show dumped by the star jammers it was really i i fucking love this book it has like this nice little comedic effect to it and it's just so fun it's so fun the art is really great it's I really enjoy, I enjoy these characters and watching them in space, so. God damn, dude. 
Sorry, I, I'm I'm so afraid you're gonna yak all over me. She's gonna Ralph all over my comics. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm fine. Okay, so that's New Mutants. It kind of just continues that. You learn more about uh, Roberto. <laughs> Roberto de Costa, de Costa, de Costa. Uh, he. It's all about him. It's pretty much just him being a narcissistic asshole the entire time and talking about himself. I love that. It was really great. And then X-Force issue two kind of just picks off from, spoiler alert, when Professor X got shot in the face. If you don't know that by now, where have you been? They, uh. they reference it in like all <laughs> of the, the books that have come out since then. It's true. They have. I didn't even read it and I knew about it because Champ told me. Yeah, I did tell you. So... Professor X got shot in the face, and now they're trying to pick up the pieces and figure out how to resurrect him. Which we all know is possible, because he's the one that did it. Yeah, so then they're also trying to learn more about the assassins that took, or, like, infiltrated the island, and that part is wild as fuck and really awesome. So basically, I'm not gonna ruin it. I'll try not to ruin it for everybody else. But it's cool, trust me, and Wolverine and Kid Omega are off on the hunt to try to figure out what's going on. It's, I love it. Pretty wild. It's wild. It's wild. It's fucking wild. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then issue number two of Fallen Angels just kind of brings together more like Psylocke, X-23, and Cable stuff. I did not enjoy this issue as much as I did the first issue. Which one was it? Fallen Angels. Fallen Angels, okay. I, I kind of like the art the first issue, but like the coloring is so dark. Yeah, that I think that was why I liked the first issue was just how dark it was. But is it like a consistent thing? Oh where it's yeah, just yeah. Be dark all it's the just time? really dark. Okay. And I suppose I get it. They're on an island around fires and stuff. But I I don't know. As I was reading it, I was like, I can't see any of this the stuff in the background unless it's like a lit photo of like Psylocke from like the crotch up and seeing her titties and like stuff. And that's all I have to say about X-Men books. I say pick up New Mutants and X-Force. New Mutants if you like silly stuff. X-Force if you like some action. Fallen Angels is just all right. If you like the deep, dark void of titties. (laughs) And who doesn't love the deep, dark void of titties? Yes. And with that. voids, um, we have The Last God. This is issue number two. Well, I guess it's considered chapter. This is chapter two of the... Felspire Chronicles. Um, still confusing, but still just beautiful. Um, this issue jumps back and forth. Um, I think it's just confusing because I haven't learned everybody's names quite right. yet. Um, I get it for the most part, like I had mentioned. I think the one thing that I just don't get is like the evil that they are trying to mm-hmm. like vanquish. Fight, yeah. um, so basically, like in the first issue, you get this group of fighters who long ago had defeated the big bad evil or whatever and they discovered that it actually isn't gone that the king Tyr, who was within the group when they were fighting it he had taken on whatever it had been so this is them the the queen the the bodyguards and stuff who had been there originally they are getting away because the city has fallen uh while that is like their their present time, it flashes back to, like, how they had met the the future queen 
how they all kind of got to know each other and stuff and kind of kickstarts the events of the original fight. Um, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. You, yeah. you get to know a lot about like Tyr and his brother, I guess, not a lot about it, yeah. but, um, you get at least like that background. It's like yeah. definitely filling in the pieces as it, it goes along. Right. Um, but again, like the art is still incredible. Um, other than a few cloudy details, like I, I feel like I'm finally understanding like what is happening. Yeah. Uh, maybe I do need to read the stories in the back. Maybe that would help a little more. That's also what I've been thinking. For yes. Sure. Um, but yeah, this I still really enjoy this book. Yeah, I think it's like a mixture of the art is really, really pretty. And then, yeah, the story just is kind of grabbing enough where you want to know. I want to know what happens with the main character, and I want to know what's been happening, what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. I love the queen. How fucking she's so badass, but like when you see her in the in the past, she is not necessarily quiet, but she is kind of ruled by her father. <laughs> so it's interesting to see the the difference between like present day queen and the the past, past. like quiet quieter woman. It's just a very nice uh, hmm. contrast. But yeah, this this is a uh, last some, god. Some fantasy shit. Yeah, super super fantasy. It is super fun. <laughs> Sorry. Super fun. Super fun. Super high fun funesty. Yes. Would I, should I go? Yeah, you should probably go. Okay. So I have this book here, Resonant. Um, this family has been separated. So this issue is told in three different parts. You have the father who is on the island fighting the cannibals. Uh, you have the middle brother who left to join a weird Christian-like convent thing or whatever. It's disturbing as all hell. More disturbing than the actual, like, evil that's happening in this book. Like, the fact that this little boy is taken in by Christians and they're like, we'll keep you safe. That's really weird to me. Um, And then you have the uh, oldest daughter. Christians are scary. They're terrifying. Uh, And then you have the oldest daughter and the youngest son dealing with, like, not having any help. Um, Because if you have listened to me talk about this before the youngest son is really sick and he is running out of the medicine that they have uh and she's also trying to fight off bears that are like trying to get into the cabin but not like big bears just little baby bears who are probably just hungry not big bears it's just a tiny little bear oh yeah that is a small bear. yeah but it's really funny because she's like damn it now i have to go fight off this bear um but yeah this book is uh i still really really enjoy this i think the art is really cool um there's like a twist not so much a twist at the end um that is obviously going to lead into the next arc of the story where you get to see bad guys infiltrating i don't know if they're infiltrating that's what it seemed like to me but yeah that's a resonant (laughs) and now i go again yes you do okay so i have the plot um this story is wild it's all over the place basically the it's a ghost story but it's not about like ghosts it's about a house that's haunted and it only haunts the family that is in the house it's a generational thing i guess but the constant theme throughout this series is like in order to receive first you must give and so the kind of like full metal alchemist yeah 
the brother, <laughs> Alphonse, is... Uh, that's not his name. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah, no, that, Did they just rip off Full Metal Alchemist? That was just for fun. That was really good. Um, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> so the only living brother, I guess, I almost said Ed this time, but... Um, but the brother in this, he is given custody of his older brother's two kids. So they're the only living ones left in the family. And he is trying to uncover the secrets of the family so that he can keep these kids safe. Because he has been the fuck up in his entire life. Uh, but it's because he knew something was wrong with the house and their family. So he tried to distance himself from it. Um but since he's been back, like, things have been happening, and the only thing that he cares about is, like, protecting these kids because it's the only responsibility that was given to him, and he wants to prove that he can't actually do it. Um, there is a teacher who the the brother has, like, known pretty much their entire lives. She has, like, some sort of ability where she is also able to see the bad in the house. So she is trying to work with him to figure out what is going on so that they can protect the kids. And meanwhile, the sheriff is a huge piece of shit and is like, you destroyed this house and get out of my town. We don't want you here. I think he says that at one point. Let's, let's call that not surprising. Yeah, it wasn't surprising at all. But it also is kind of sucks because the when the cop and the brother were like younger, they were friends. And the cop was like, no, my job is to protect this town. You are not doing a good job of <laughs> helping me. So we're not friends anymore. Um, but yeah, it's still, it's really dark. There's like a lot of, uh, creepy things that happen. Like the kid goes to take a shit at school and there's like frogs that just pile up on, in the toilet and gets really scared. I mean, I would be terrified if that yeah. happened too. Um, but yeah, so. They, That'd be very, yeah, unsettling. Yeah, it was so, like, even just like watching it because there's kids that like put one in there to like prank him mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, this is, you're just going to fly right up into his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and then. He's like, oh, it's just a frog. It's not a big deal. So he's, like, going to pick it up. And then it just, like, these frogs multiply. multiply yeah. Just, yeah. It's creepy. But I, the, it kind of hints that the evil in the house is, like, almost powered by water is what it seems like. Because anytime there's, like, running water or, like, the frog thing in the mm -hmm. toilet, for instance, like, something happens. So I, it's very interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, and I'm curious... Very curious to see what exactly is happening in this book. <laughs> All right. I don't know how I'm going to follow, follow that, that up. <laughs> I have Martian Manhunter, or in this issue, Martian Mine Hunter. Oh, oh shit. Which also is alluding to things that happened in this issue. Oh, I thought it was like a prequel to that show, Mindhunter, on Netflix, that featuring would, Jonathan Groff. I that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. I'd read that Martian Manhunter book. Uh, what What if? Because his name is John. <laughs> what if he? Oh my God! Becomes Jonathan Groff, who is also in Hamilton, the musical. Who then goes on to play the man who's in Mindhunter? I forget what his name is in Mind Hunter. I just know Jonathan Groff. I'm just gonna keep saying that. That's our theme for the day. <laughs> Jonathan Groff. Uh, so in this issue, John and his partner delve into John's mind to try and defeat his demons. Uh, fear, shame, and 
I don't remember what the third one is. Alec is what thick? I need to know. What were you talking about? Oh, yes. The three great beasts are shame, anger, and kaboom. And kaboom. And duty. Oh, duty. (laughs) So they're kind of just... Kyle, start reading your books. Okay. Kyle, read your books. Come on. Uh, But yes, this just... Oh! Oh. (laughs) That was really good. I'm so sorry I didn't catch that when you had... er Damn it. That was really good. (laughs) And the plot thickens. Yes. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Talk about Martian (laughs) Mindhunter. (laughs) John and his partner in his mind, defeating his demons... To try to help save Earth. Oh, okay. And that's that's the best way. And this is only 12 issues, right? Yep. Uh, Do you think they'll be able to tie up what's happening within the next two? Oh, for sure. Yeah? Okay. I think so. If not, like, I feel like that'd be weird. Because a lot of stuff happens in, like, each issue. Mm-hmm. And even it being this long, it kind of seems unnecessary. It's kind of been, like, drawn out a little bit. Right. Where it's like, well, I get that... Like, some of this character development and stuff is, like, there, but it's kind of unnecessary. It doesn't really add to the character. And they've kind of just, like, repeated the things that have happened within, like, issues. So you could have done it in, like, smaller pieces. But I still like it. The art's still really great. The story is still interesting. And I do. I did. I have overall enjoyed it. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. So next we will talk about the one we both have. This is Jane Valkyrie Foster. (laughs) Yes. Kyle read Venom 20. Google the spoiler. Johnny runs Marvel now. Don't Mm. you dare say that. (laughs) Don't you dare. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll Google the spoiler right now. Google it. You talk about Jane Foster. And- okay. So in this, Mephisto is uh, working with a man. God damn, I can never remember his name. Did, did they even say his name? Anyway. But he's. They didn't say his real name. They just said that he was like the Reaper. Okay. So he's working with the Reaper to um, do bad things so that he can get his brother back. Um, so he has the soul of Doctor Strange and Valkyrie has to figure out a way to defeat him to get the soul back. Um, Otherwise it will mean the end of Doctor Strange. Um, So she has a lot of complications with fighting him in this issue because he's given weapons that can easily defeat hers for whatever reason. Um, But yeah, she she figures out a way. She gets help from friends and stuff (laughs) is concluded. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. It's um I feel like the kind of the same thing happens in every issue of this. And it, not that it's like a bad thing, but it's kind of has like a a formula at this point where it's like, you know, she's Valkyrie. She explains who she is. Something happens, there's a bad guy. She can't defeat bad guy. She figures it out. Everything is okay. No, that's really good. Yeah. That's a, like that's a perfect way to describe it cuz I also kind of felt the same way. I was just like All right. I get this. We we did this, like, with Bullseye. Right. Like, she always has that thing where she's like, I'm Valkyrie, but if I can't defeat this, like, who am I really? And then it's like, oh, wait, I'm Valkyrie. I can do whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck I want. And yeah. then she figures it out. So 
And again, not that it's like a bad thing, but it's just we we kind of know what to expect at this point. Yeah. I I will I will stay on and see what happens, especially like a switch of writer mm-hmm. like in there might change up the story a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. Though maybe it is just one of those things where they're like, well, what can we really do? Yeah, what else can we do with this character? Because it's like the whole idea is that she sees death hanging over people's heads and just wants to save them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Are you going? Um, or do you want me to go? I can go. Okay. It's okay. If I talk, I don't feel like ralphing everywhere. Okay. Um. So we have wizards. <laughs> <laughs> so something happened at Dark Horse. We don't know what. It went from Tommy Gun Wizards to Machine Gun Wizards to just Wizards. wizards. Um, this is the last issue, so I don't know why they waited until this to do the, this weird name change. But regardless, um, this issue deals with the conclusion of Al Capone selling magic to people. Um, you got the big frog who just wants to get back home. That's where the magic comes from. So he strikes a deal with the detectives that if they help him get back home, he'll help them defeat Al Capone. There it is. <laughs> Wizards. Um, I didn't not like this series. I thought it uh, it was a little rushed. I felt like they could have maybe done like five or six issues and it would have made more sense because each issue was very compacted and like I feel like too much happens in it to keep people interested I am not people so I I thought it was still good yeah I I still enjoyed it Um, I like the fact that Christian Ward wrote the story and there was a different artist doing the art but the art is very similar to Christian Ward art yeah like just mostly the colors I guess Um, but yeah it's it said the end, question mark, so there might be another Wizards. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they'll be able to find a title that'll actually work for them. Maybe that's why they ended it. <laughs> for now. I took a lot of time looking for that spoiler, and nobody's nobody put it up on a site that I could read right away. So I'll just check it out later. Though I did just read that Venom number 22, or 20 concludes Absolute Carnage. That makes more sense then. Yeah. Okay. So I read Absolute, I've been reading Absolute Carnage off the wall, and I finished number five, and I was just like, it just doesn't seem like it's over, so Heather and I were talking about this yesterday. So reading that makes me feel better that the story just seemed like it was not concluded whatsoever, which is my big problem with Donny Cates, is that he does not know how to end a story very well. And that's it. That's all I want to say about that. <laughs> now I'm going to talk about... Uh, John Constantine Hellblazer. This is the first issue of... <laughs> I, someone came in on last Wednesday and was asking if that series had started, and he he was like, um, it's a new Hellblazer. And I was like, Hellraiser? <laughs> and he said, Hellblazer. I was like, okay, cool. Hellblazer. I was like, I know what that is. So I went to go look it up and just kept typing in Hellraiser, <laughs> and I was like, why is this not pulling up anything? John Constantine, or Pinhead. <laughs> The hell? Hellblazer. It's just all all about Pinhead solving crimes, but just John Constantine, but it's Pinhead. Oh god, I would love that. But this just starts the new series. Uh, the idea is that John Constantine has been gone for 15 years, and he's returning. 
I read a little snippet in the back that the way they tied this into the Sandman universe is... I read it somewhere. Yes, Beast Boy. <laughs> is that... Where the fuck? I don't know where it was at in there. It was in there. Uh, that there was a Books of Magic issue he was in, and he, like, disappears in that, and that was 15 years ago. So I think that's what the whole idea is here. So he's kind of just making friends. He gets kidnapped by a group of people and gets, or, yeah, a group of people, I guess, and gets kind of, like, teamed up with a teen, and they're on a mission to find out about angels as well. Pinhead in a blazer jacket. Hell yeah. I'd, I'd watch that too. I would be so into that. <laughs> but I I can't decide if I want to stay on it because I, I felt like I didn't understand what was happening. How does Batman Damned play into this? Not at all. So he was gone for 15 years and just like pop back up randomly to be like, Batman, let me help you solve this mystery. I don't know. Like, but Okay, this, I guess my question is... Because this is part of the Sandman universe. This right. has nothing to do with Batman Damned, which is its own like self-contained universe, I guess, kind of. Okay, I, my question, since I don't know anything about the Sandman universe, not a thing, has Hellblazer always been a part of like the Sandman universe? Well, that was like the thing I was reading in here is like, not, no. Okay. He, like, made an appearance in the Sandman universe in Books of Magic. And then I think for this reboot, they wanted to bring it into the Sandman universe, maybe just to bring in more things to that. Okay, the Sandman just stole him. <laughs> Which is fine. I just didn't understand. I mean, I, I, and I don't I don't know 100%. Like, that's that's just okay. information I don't have. Okay, I will ask Dave. I was, or ask Wit. Wit would know. Wit, yeah, Wit's really into that. Yeah, Wit, okay. Wit would absolutely, for sure, know this information. Okay, I will ask him. We're going to dial 1-800-WIT. He'll tell us what's going on. Uh, a 911, we need Wit. <laughs> Hello? Do you not have Siri? <laughs> I didn't even say Siri. Okay. I, I don't. Wait, wait. I have any. I have, I have oh, one. Oh, shit. I have one more, and then I, we'll I talk. Forgot, I forgot about it. Okay, so I have... Then we'll talk. Midnight. Midnight Sky, Are number three. Are we breaking three. up? This is... <laughs> oh no you're gonna make me ralph just made me too emotional um so midnight sky is the one about aliens this is the mother whose two kids were born from an alien father um so what was the other alien book you're Mm. reading i don't know okay continue sorry i have too many right now um, but yeah, anyway, the mom knows that her kids are aliens, um, so she's trying to keep them safe while also trying to prove to the world that, like, these aliens aren't necessarily bad, clearly, because her kids are really good. There's just, there's some that are bad and some that are And her not. daughter just can't touch her son, otherwise she'll kill him. Right. Well, the blood. blood. Like, her blood, yeah. yes. I'm glad you remember that, because I completely forgot about it. I remember it, because I thought that it was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, so she is traveling with her kids to get to some place, and along the way they run into, um, her brother, or her cousin. Related somehow, I can't... Her brother-cousin? Yeah, brother-cousin. Um, but they were kind of estranged because this mother had killed his mother because she was an alien, but he didn't understand that, so he, out of context, is like, you killed my mom, bitch, I'll kill your kids. He says that. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, but yeah, so there's, 
He's like, he's running a whole like black market of like weapons and stuff to fight the aliens while not understanding that his mother was an actual alien. Um, it's weird. It's a weird book. Um, I'm going to keep on it because I, I love the mom. She is awesome. And I love the dog too. What's the dog do? Absolutely nothing. All just, right. just a dog. Just follows just him around. Just good dog. Good yeah, dog. Very, very good boy. They kill a rabbit at one point, and he just sits there waiting, and they're like, well, I mean, he's being good. He deserves some of the rabbit, so they feed him some of the Aww. rabbit, and then he just goes and lays down and goes to sleep. So he's he protects the kids because he can sense when, like, the bad aliens are coming, and since he was, he's been with the kids since mm-hmm. they were young, like, he wants to protect them, which I guess is another thing to, I know, the outsiders is like, well, look, What? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I don't know what just happened. That was weird. Yeah, this happens sometimes. But we'll just keep talking like nothing happened. happened. I'm here. So the dog always. Um... Uh, points out when uh, the bad aliens are near, so they can use that as like, "Hey, these kids aren't bad because this dog is not freaking out." Okay, okay. So, and then, lastly, we have Philadelphia. This is issue number one, "Sins of the Father," part one. You read this a while ago. You said, "Yeah, I I read the preview at work, but I can't." Like, when I was flipping through this, the only thing that I really remember from it is the the main character here is going home to bury his father. Yeah. Who, they're either, like, estranged or they just don't, like, get along. Um, Seems like a little bit of both. Yeah, so. Trouble, troubled past. Right. Um, so he kind of uncovers a secret that his father has been hiding. Um and I believe, if I remember correctly, he discovers this secret, like, from journals. Yep. And it's also with a mortician mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. had... Or, or mortgage? Morg, a morgue? Mm. Somebody who works in a morgue? Right. That's a mortician. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That's what I wanted to do for my job. <laughs> my career, yeah. A forensic pathologist. Um, but anyway, yeah, she worked alongside his father, so she knows a lot of the things that he was doing while he was in the force before he died so it is a yeah it's a vampire story it's a i really liked the way they like revealed it and did everything i really enjoyed the little snippets of journal entries and how basically this dude was just thinking his father was full of shit and ends up going to the morgue and talking to the the doctor and she was like no this is real and shows him some stuff yes. opens his eyes. Um, and I really enjoy the the fact that... Um, what just happened? Nothing. Oh. Um, I just like the, the whole reveal, I guess, or how the story is told, because it's narrated through the, his father's journals, mm-hmm. um, which I really like when stories do that. I don't know why. I just... It's very interesting to me. It was also interesting that it was, like, in cursive. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. I like that, too. Um, I like the little personal touches on that kind of thing, which is why I think I like when it's narrated by certain people and the narration text is, like, way different than any of the mm-hmm, other texts. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Chris Rock says, it's the best graphic novel I've ever read. Five times more graphic and eight times more novel. So we're going to take that man's word for it, and we're going to keep it on my poll. Yeah, I figured I will, because I'm just inter- interesting enough to to grab my attention. I liked. I also really liked the art. I really liked how like gritty it looked. Oh yeah, and and the fact that like the the past is like black and white, and the present is colored. I didn't even notice that. Really? Yeah, I must have I, been like well, not black and white necessarily, but like the older the muted tones. Yeah, yeah no, I I totally just I did not catch that. I'm a sucker for that kind of detail. <laughs> like I love when books do that. Like with that. Uh, Nomen Omen, mm-hmm. where it's like she's colorblind, so everything in like her point of view is all black and white. And yeah, yeah. I yeah. really, I really like that kind of stuff. Um, it's written by one of the writers of American Gods and what did I say the other one was? Runaways. Runaways. Marvel's Runaways, which I have no opinion on either of those because I've never watched them. <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting that he was a writer for those shows. That's it. That's it. That's all we got today. Oh, uh, I guess we should announce our winner on here really fast because i'm pretty sure that you are watching uh because dj woodhouse you won the white trees two issues because you went hard went hard on the comments i i thought you said okay i mixed up the words and thought you called it dj white house and i was like damn that's sick but it's woodhouse right yeah yeah i'm pretty sure yeah dj woodhouse yeah so we'll send you a message we'll get a hold of you we'll get We'll get you your comics. Yes. So thank you for participating. <laughs> yes. Thank you. It was it was fun. Um, we'll we'll do, do another one. Yeah, we'll do more. We'll figure it out. Get something maybe people want or not. Who cares? I don't know why anyone wouldn't want the. I'm not even gonna get it. <laughs> I'm not even doing. It. I don't have time for this today. But once again, as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up for us. Putting up for us. Yes. Putting out. Thank you for putting out for us. Yes. Uh, Thank you for excusing my little gagging today. And go buy comics. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Don't. If you believe in it. I don't believe in turkeys. I don't either. Okay, goodbye.